This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Dem Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And there's a couple things you should know as I start this uh, this program. Is it right to call it a program? Yeah, well, I'm going to call it that. As I start this show, <laughs> see, I changed. Anyway, there's a couple things you should know. One is, as you may recall, um, I missed a couple of shows earlier in this month of October because uh, the first one I was sick, and and that was you know I got sick on something like uh, October third or something like that. It's, it just was early in October, so that means that uh, it was a cold, and a cold lasts seven to ten days for most people, and mine probably went about that same duration, uh, you know, an average duration of a cold. And uh, it, it so it, it went through its process, and most of the heavy cold aspects of the cold went away. But a cough persisted. I had this, you know, it's it's continued since then, and my voice might have just a, a little bit of croak to it. It's not too bad, but. Um, I might be clearing my throat a little bit. I mean, it, I'm still I'm still coughing up stuff, you know, pieces of lung, you know. No, it's just phlegm. It's still it's still there. And I don't know if that's a remnant from the cold uh, or if maybe this is the way allergies are manifesting themselves with me this fall. Normally, my allergies in the fall are, you know, I get burning eyes, itchy eyes, and I sneeze a bunch, and my nose will run. Uh, normally, that's what I get, but you know, I haven't gotten that this year. At least I don't recall getting it. And maybe it's now it's a cough thing with a you know phlegm building up. I don't know. Is that an allergy reaction? I don't know. So I'm doing this show with a with a cough drop in my mouth, and I'm going to try not to make the um, the gross uh, sucking sounds of a piece of candy in the mouth. I'll, I'll try to avoid all that. Uh, but you might hear me pause once in a while. That means I'm trying to uh, pre- prevent myself from coughing. Um, the coughing isn't too bad, but uh, having to clear my throat and anything like that. So the other thing that you should be aware of, I'm recording this show, starting it out at just midnight on Friday or Saturday. You know, it's technically it's Saturday, right? And it being October, it means that this is uh, the my favorite time of the year, in part because of the World Series. And the World Series is going on right now as I record this. This game started at uh, 10 minutes after 7, and it is now almost is now five minutes after midnight. I think that's five hours. Uh, the game is in, it's just heading to the 13th inning, and it's tied at one. As a series goes, uh, it's, the, it's the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I'm rooting for the Dodgers. There's a couple reasons for this. One is, I have a friend out in California, and over the last, the last two years now, we've, uh, we've hooked up with each other online during the World Series. What we'll do is we'll go on Facebook, we put the game on TV, you know, in our, on our respective TVs. He's out there in California, I'm, I'm here in Minnesota. And we will chat with each other through Facebook 
about the game? Wasn't that a great play? Or you know, what do you think is going to happen here? I'll I'll do my pessimism because I'm very pessimistic. Um, I you know the the idea is uh, you know uh, pre- uh, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Uh, but with a pessimist looks at it, it prepares for the worst and expects it, <laughs> expects the worst. So that's that's kind of where I am. And so I, I try to minimize that as much as I can. But so the game, the series, the Red Sox are up two games to nothing at this point. So this is game three, obviously. And the the Dodgers had scored one run, and the and their their starting pitcher, uh, this kid named Bueller, not Ferris, I can't remember his first name. Um, he was pitching just fantastically. He actually went seven innings, which was a shock in today's baseball. I might talk more about that in a future show, but um, he it, it was it was good to to see that he went that far into a game. He's pitching really well, but wouldn't you know it? The, the relieving uh, one of the relievers gave up a home run to the Red Sox, which tied the game, and now they're in extra innings. And so far in this series, the Dodgers have stranded 21 players uh, on the bases. When you know they did, that means that somebody got on base and the, and, the, and the hitters couldn't get him home to score a run. Uh, they've had a hard time stringing together hits. Uh, it's just been it's been frustrating for Dodger fans. Now, the other reason why I'm pulling for the Dodgers, other than my friend being a fan of the Dodgers and kind of pulling for the same team he's pulling for, uh, other than that, is because it's the Boston Red Sox. Now, the Boston Red Sox had gone 86 years without winning a World Series. They had gotten close on a number of occasions. Uh, they had gone far into the playoffs, maybe not made it into the World Series. They'd made it into the World Series, but had the, you know, they, they went to a Game 7 and somehow lost that game, or they had a chance to win the series in Game 6, like in the 1986 World Series, and the ball went through Bill Buckner's legs and you know, ended up, losing that game, went to a game seven, and they lost the series. They, they were that close to winning the series the first time in I don't know how many years at that point. And the blame all went on Bill Buckner, which it really shouldn't be because the, 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 the Red Sox were up. They should have won that game, but the relieving pitchers that came in just blew it. They blew the lead. They screwed up the game horribly, and Buckner gets the, got the blame. Well, he's been forgiven because in, in 2004, the Red Sox finally won a World Series. And every, I was happy for him. I mean, it was a brilliant win of a World Series. The, the, the World Series itself was a little bit of a come down. I think they swept. Uh, I think it was the Cardinals. I'm not sure. Uh, I can't remember for sure, for certain, the St. Louis Cardinals. I think it was. Anyway, <clears throat> they, I think they swept. What was really impressive that postseason was, that was the postseason where the, the Red Sox went up against the hated Yankees. And the Yankees were up three games to nothing in the um, the American League Championship Series, and it's hard to come back from that because you got it's a seven game series. You got to win the next four games if you want to win that series. You got to win four in a row, and it, that ain't easy. Well, that's what the, that's what the Red Sox did that year, and it was beautiful because everybody hates the Yankees or they should, and so I was happy for the Red Sox thrilled for the Red Sox and then um, uh, you know so then they, 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 they won that the American League Championship Series they went into the World Series they won that one again I think they've done it I think they swept it in four games and it was kind of anticlimactic because the big series was that was the ACLS or the LCS so you know they won it 86 years hadn't won one and then uh then, like I don't know how many years later, uh, three years later, something like that, they won another one. Hey, hey, and then another four years later or something, five years later, they won another one. It's like, oh my goodness, it's it started to get okay, okay, you know, and and there's another reason why. <laughs> um, Boston has had enough, okay. Since the year 2000, 
There have been three World Series championships for Boston. There's been one Stanley Cup championship for Boston. And five Super Bowl championships for New England, which is Boston. <laughs> which is, it boils down to Boston. That's enough. You've had enough. Let somebody else win something. The Dodgers have not won a World Series since 1988. And you know they were in it last year. They lost to the Houston Astros, uh, and so you know we're we're hoping the Dodgers can do it. So I've got the game is in the 13th inning right now, the top of the 13th. There's nobody out. There's a runner on second, and I don't know what's going on. So hopefully uh, I won't be too distracted. But if you hear me groan or get happy, I will let you know why. I'm either groaning because the Red Sox won, or I'm happy because the Dodgers won. I just want to see the Dodgers win. And I've been having a little fun with this year's World Series because the games in L.A., this year's postseason, actually, the games in, in Los Angeles, behind home plate is Mary Hart uh, from Entertainment Tonight. Now, I'm not a huge Mary Hart fan. I'm not. <laughs> She's no Farrah Fawcett, uh, you know, because that was that was the the woman I was obsessed with when I was a kid. Oh, that was a terrible play. <laughs> and the Boston Red Sox just played it a run. They're up two to one. This series is almost over. Okay, but Mary Hart sits behind home plate, and I I was noticing that, and I started to to comment on that with my friend out there in California. And they, you know, at these games, the the Fox guys that call the games, they like to point out the celebrities in the crowd, especially when you're in L.A. because you're going to have celebrities. And a lot of times, they're celebrities from the Fox TV network. Shows on Fox. Hmm, that's interesting. Why would they be at the game? Watch their show. Um... Although they didn't do so much of that this year. They just had some actual celebrities there, like you know, Magic Johnson's there, Larry King's at the game, Mary, uh, Mary Hart's at the game. But does she get mentioned? No, she never gets mentioned. They even, early, later in this game, I mean, during the game, when they're showing celebrities, Joe Buck, who's not the greatest game caller in the world, he's not terrible, but he's not the greatest, He's pointing out all these celebrities. I'm saying, okay, where's Mary Hart? Mary Hart, she's sitting right there behind home plate. I mean, she gets a lot more camera time than any of the other celebrities because she's obviously a season ticket holder, and she's sitting there right behind home plate. And, yeah, it, it, but there was at one point in, in, in tonight's game where the, the camera just showed her close up, and Joe Buck says nothing. He doesn't say, oh, and there's Mary Hart. He, he probably doesn't even recognize her. And am I odd here? I, I know I don't answer that. But doesn't Joe Buck kind of look like Beaker from the Muppets? You just think about it. Take a look at him. Doesn't he look like Beaker? Okay, so those are the couple of things to be aware of. I have a cough drop in my mouth, and I've got baseball on the TV. So I'm going to try to not get too distracted by the baseball and I will attempt to not cough so much. <clears throat> Hopefully I can do that. <clears throat> so um, let's see I'm, how fast, how far am I into the show? You know what? I'm going to take a break early so that I can you know, not be interrupted when, and when I talk about this next thing that I'm going to talk about. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network uh, at uh, ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be back to talk about, uh, I don't know, did something interesting happen this week? Um, something? Anything? Hmm. Watching.
You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Influenza season is upon us, and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually, most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February, and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now, and you'll protect not only yourself, but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you. Oh, and incidentally, I'm going to mention this. I just played the PSA uh, about getting your flu shot. It's not too late to do it. Now it's October. I know it's 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 a perfect time to get the flu shot because it takes a couple of weeks to build up the immunity. Just so you know, last year, last flu season in the United States of America, eighty thousand people died from the flu. So get your goddamn flu shot. Okay, now back to this. Uh, now back to the break. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. Yeah. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. On the go and missing another one of your favorite Z Talk shows? Now you don't have to. Simply go to the Google Play Store on your Android phone and download the Z Talk Radio app. The best part is, it's absolutely free. That's Z Talk Radio. Only found in your Google Play Store on your Android phone. Download it today. You're listening to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. The uh, game is 2-1. to one. Red Sox, they are about to go up three games to none in the World Series. Wouldn't it be awesome if the Dodgers could somehow figure out how to get hits and not strand guys on the base and win the next four games? Sort of a doing to the Red Sox what the Red Sox did to the hated Yankees back in the in in 2004. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, that'd be thrilling. Cuz it'd be great because the the game 7 would be on Halloween. That would be that'd be terrific. But okay. All right. Um but as I said before heading to the break, anything interesting happened this past week I, I know the world series is going on but anything other than that anything um oh right there's this uh this mega bomber which is a great nickname making america great again bomber mega bomber <laughs> whoever came up with that should get 10 points i'll give him 10 points whoever he or she was pretty good so I don't know if it was a week ago or maybe a, a couple days longer than a week ago. At some point, a news item popped up on the internet saying that uh, billionaire communist uh, George Soros... Can you be a billionaire communist? Probably not. Anyway, he's a lefty. You know, liberal, supports liberal causes and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. You know, it's you can support whatever causes you want as long as they're legal. And... Um, and he's a billionaire, and he's George Soros, and he's you know he's the bogeyman for for conservatives. They they always point to him, and just you know he's 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 the Koch brothers for conservatives. The Koch brothers are the bogeyman for the for the people on the left. They point to them. Oh yeah, they're behind everything. And then the people on the right point to Soros and say, oh he's behind everything. You know, it's just you know, come on. Anyway, he received. A bomb in the mail, some pipe bomb kind of thing, and you know that that news got around, and then within a day or two, it's 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 all of it, it seemed like every few minutes you were finding about somebody else, a uh, a, a high-ranking 
uh, uh, you know, uh, Democrat or liberal uh, was getting a pipe bomb, or yeah, I guess you can call them pipe bombs, in the mail. And uh, you know, one of the organizations that got one was CNN. Yeah, you know, which is looked on by Fox News people, Fox, people who watch Fox News as, you know, that's the, you know, they're behind everything. And then, of course, the people who watch CNN point to Fox News and say they're behind everything. <laughs> See how it works? So anyway, um, all these lefties are starting to get these 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 packages that have bombs in them. Uh, Robert De Niro, you know, political genius he is, he's gotten one. Because you know he's had the temerity to speak out against you know President Trump. You know, so, oh, wow, <laughs> there you go. So it, it you know, we were watching what was going on, and then it did not take long, and uh, the FBI has uh, uh, taken into custody a uh, uh, <laughs> a suspect. And yeah, uh, and his name is uh, let's see if I should say his name here. It's uh, it's uh, Caesar uh, S- uh, Sayak or Sayak, something like that. And he's 56 years old. He's been arrested under suspicion of being the mega bomber. Um, it's which is a great nickname. I've already said that. That's what my notes say here to make sure I say that. Uh, he's he's just a suspect. Does not mean he's guilty. We have a tendency. We human beings have a tendency to see somebody's caught and assume that that oh, that means they're guilty. They're caught and arrested. They're guilty. Remember, remember the bombing in the uh, the Olympics that took place in in Atlanta, and there was the guy I can't remember his name, but he was the guy that told people to get away from something, and a bomb went off, and everybody thought he was the guy that put set the bomb. Well, remember, it turns out he didn't. But we all thought he did for a while there. I think I was even one that thought he did. So I don't know about this guy. But from what I understand, from what I heard in the news, it appears as though he's a good suspect. Uh, like there's DNA uh, on the envelope and or on the stamps, and there's his fingerprints, and he's he's uh, he's put up messages on social media that that seem to support the idea that this would be the guy that would do something like this. Well, as with every kind of story like this one, the conspiracy theorists jump right on it and start hunting for anomalies right away. They immediately start looking for anomalies. Uh, somebody had posted something on Facebook. A couple of people did. Same picture with some questions about the package. They show the package, the one that was sent to John Brennan. And they, they say, you know, no way six stamps would be enough postage for a package that would be that heavy. You know, pipe bombs don't aren't light. And, and look, the stamps, is they, there's no postmark on them. And here's this. And this was misspelled. And, and there's this. You know, they start finding anomalies. Now, anomalies might be, be good to, you know, you raise your eyebrow and you think, huh, okay. But they're not positive evidence for who did it. They're just, we're trying to find holes in the evidence that is there to say that the person that's being said is, or at least suspected of doing it, didn't do it. So, it's, you know, I said, and so when a couple of people on Facebook shared this thing, I just put in the comments, and let the anomaly hunting begin, because that's what happens. And one person was upset with me about saying that. So, oh, you, you believe the, the BS story that it's out there? And I said, it's too, I said, uh, I don't believe in anomaly hunting. He said, you didn't answer my question. And I said, well, I said, it's too early to tell. And... So it it is. We have to allow the process to continue. We have to allow the you know the the authorities that are investigating this to get out the information and the news gatherers. But of course, the conspiracy theorists aren't going to believe anything that's said by them anyway because they've already formed their conspiracy, which is I think the leading one right now is the Democrats sent them to themselves. It's a false flag. They sent them to themselves to. Garner sympathy for the upcoming midterm elections, which I hope you're all 
register to vote and and you know vote for the right people <laughs> which I'm not going to tell you who that would be but I think you know <clears throat> anyway yeah, so it's so that's what it was you know I think our president even has suggested something like that or at least is talking about how the media has has fanned the flames of hate that have done it. well you know mr. president you've sort of contributed as well uh, well okay now <clears throat> again we the guy looks good for it I mean did you see his van his van has has all kinds of right-wing bumper sticker stuff and Trump supporting stuff and pictures of Mike Pence and it's just all this kind of stuff on there it's I mean it's just every window is covered with it except for I, I suppose the side windows for, for the front cab part of it and his windshield up front I mean it, there should be a big sign on the back that says be careful I probably can't see you because of all these damn stickers because he probably can't see you. I mean, we drive. I ha, I occasionally drive our company van, which has no windows around the back. It's a white van with no windows. I mean, there I am driving around like Ted Bundy, but I'm not Ted Bundy. Uh, but there's no windows out there, and you so you have to do stuff with mirrors and that. I I don't like that. Uh, the the old van that we used to have, the uh, the the Chevy or the uh, Plymouth Grand Voyager that we used to have, has got windows all around. So. I can look and see around while I'm driving. I can see stuff, but oh, I don't. I don't enjoy driving the company van too often, and I try to find places where I don't have to back up because I don't like working with mirrors to do backing up. Well, anyway, so I mean, his van is nuts, and the guy does seem to fit the profile. So we'll see what happens. But of course, the conspiracy theorists are out, and they're they're ready to not believe. Whatever story the mainstream media is going to tell us, they're already they're already to not believe it right now. They're ready to not believe it. So uh, what are you going to do? It is an act of terrorism. Uh, now here's here's a part of reason that I think that they think that the Democrats sent them to themselves, and that is, um, and I made a comment about this, and I was trying not to be a conspiracy crank. Um, <clears throat> I made a comment about this on the Facebook where the first thing I said was this was I think when there was like nine bombs found now it's up to 12 as I'm recording this I think it's at up to 12 have been found and when it was at nine I said so many bombs but thankfully no explosions and that got me thinking that just making that statement to myself before I put it put it up on Facebook got me thinking it says you know that seems you know, there's, there could be a couple reasons why there's been no explosions. Um, one would be, perhaps the person sending these devices didn't really want to physically hurt anybody. Just wanted to scare them. Just wanted to send a threat. And they made a device that looks like a pipe bomb, but isn't actually a pipe bomb. Maybe that's what they were doing. They just wanted to threaten without kill. Now, that's still just as illegal. That still deserves prosecution it's still an act of terrorism it's still a threat it's still bad I'm not forgiving it or, or, or excusing it or anything and I'm not trying to put on the conspiracy theorist hat you know I'm not putting on the the aluminum foil hat uh, which is the conspiracy theorist hat um, I'm not doing that I'm I was just saying it's curious that none of these things have blown up you would think that you know one of them might have blown up but what do I know? I'm not an explosives expert. So, uh, <clears throat> the other thing that it might be would be that the person, and, and I had a friend suggest this to me because he said that, well, making bombs is hard. <laughs> and it might just be that the person who made these bombs is just incompetent. And just didn't do a very good job at it, or did a really good job at it, so that they would only blow up under certain circumstances, which would hopefully happen when you know when the person that they were intended to get to had them in their hands. I don't know if that's even possible, but maybe. You know, so it could be they're just incompetent. It could be that they weren't intended to blow up. I have a feeling it's more the incompetent thing. But I think that's that's what part of the 
the the conspiracy theorists will will grab onto that none of them blew up, and that's why they'll point to oh they think that the Democrats were you know were you know the 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 left was sending them to themselves in order to you know in order to help bolster this uh, midterm election. So we'll see. Uh, but remember, he's innocent until proven guilty. He's a suspect at this point. We don't know that he did it. Uh, it seems the line of lines of evidence that I'm aware of at this point seem pretty strong against him. And my wife did tell me that she had read that uh, that the explosives were actual explosives. So that kind of shoots down my. They didn't intend anybody to get hurt, but it you know it's still early in the process. It's still very early in gathering information and and reporting on that information. So you need to be just careful and just okay. I'm just going to listen to all the stuff that comes through, but I'm going to wait for for some time to let you know let this let the stories shake out all the mistakes that happened at the beginning. This is, of course, where the conspiracy theorists would think that, you know, they're just trying to get their stories straight because at the beginning they don't have them set up straight, except they should because didn't they plan this? That's the thing about conspiracy theorists. They just, well, they're crazy. <laughs> they're not crazy. They're just, uh, there's something in their minds, in their psychology that just can't accept small causes that that it, they feel, you know, that they have some measure of control in a world where they really don't, uh, because they they feel like they're in the know. They have something. They have special information. So they, and it just, you know, it just feels better, which is hard to believe. But you know, it feels better to think that there's a grand conspiracy against all of us because that's something that seems to fit uh, a big cause for a small thing. So, okay, what do I know? I just know that that's that's crazy. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's see. Um, uh, I have uh, one an item that uh, I got to get set up to play it. So <clears throat> let's make sure this works. Here we go. Uh, here we go again. There we go. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm Okay, uh, before I get to the It's Not True, I'm going to give you an update on the game. Boston is up 2-1. to one. It's at the bottom of the 13th. There's nobody out. There's one on. A home run. Uh, Machado is at the plate. If he hits a home run, that'll win the game for the Dodgers, and that would be awesome. So uh, I've got one eye on that and the other eye on the show. So hopefully uh, I'll be cheering in a moment. <laughs> but I don't think so. The Dodgers have been stranding base runners left and right this series. Okay, what's not true? I'll tell you what's not true. I have a Facebook friend who is also somebody I went to high school with. And and she's very nice. I just had the high school reunion last weekend, uh, or the weekend before. And uh, just, you know, she was there. She's very nice. She took a picture of my wife and I together. And she, you know, she had compliments for my wife, compliments for me. You guys look great. You look great. Everybody looks great. And she was really nice. And she's, you know, she's, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and, and she seemed, you know, she's real friendly and all that stuff, but she's a Trump supporter. <laughs> what? What? They can be nice? Yeah, of course they can be nice. And it's, there was a, um, Another uh, woman uh, in our class that was, uh, it was like her best, this other, you know, they were best friends in high school. They hung out, and even after high school, they, they would hang, hang out with each other. My friend John and I would go to really cool shows, you know, the cool music shows, you know, like the suburbs and, and, and the phones, the local bands, and, you know, stuff like We would go to the cool shows, the cool music, not the, you know, not the stuff the Rubes are listening to. And we'd run into these two at them uh, often just say hey how's it going huh you know we didn't it's weird how we didn't just hang out with each other but anyway so and and when we were in high school the two of them would wear the cool band t-shirts you know they wear the suburbs which was a Minneapolis band they did get some national recognition at some point but they didn't last long once they got into the major label album thing they didn't last long but uh, but they are back together doing stuff now. It's it's kind of cool. You should look them up. 
Anyway, she, you know, one of them would wear a, uh, a suburbs T-shirt, and the other one would wear a T-shirt with the Clash. Now, the Clash is not not a, a right-wing band. Okay, <laughs> they're very left, <laughs> very very left. And and I was talking with her, you know, the friend of this Trump supporter, and I said, "Boy, that's what happened." <laughs> I mean, things happen in life. You know, things happen. But just, she would she she wore Clash T-shirts, and now she's supporting tr Trump. What? I don't, she says, I, I don't know. <laughs> but life experience, things happen, people change. Who knows? So anyway, um, she's, she, she will post stuff about Trump and about, you know, anti-left stuff and you know she's she they're very worried about the the caravan of the 400 million uh, uh, Guatemalans that are making their way to the uh, the to the you know into Mexico and to the Texas border uh, you know she's very concerned about them I know it's not that many but it, I mean it's a few thousand I guess and it's I don't know what the hell's going on there and that doesn't it might not end well I hope it does but it's you know and, and it's like we're being invaded no these people are coming here looking for work that's what they're doing <clears throat> anyway one of the things she posted and i don't have it and i won't be able to put it up on the show notes uh, uh, but she posted a picture of a of a of a train that has people just piled on top of the train just all the way, you can see the train stretching back, and it's just covered with people. There are people crammed inside. They're on the sides of it. They're on the top of it. It's crazy. And she put that up there in, in, in an article that was saying that this this multitude of, of migrants, immigrants, are, are making their way from Guatemala, you know, up to the United States. They're going to enter illegally. They're going to force their way in and take over the country and, and all that. Only thing is, I looked at that picture. And I thought, "Huh, is this right?" So I did a search on the picture. The picture turns out the train is in um, it's in Bangladesh. <laughs> That's it's one. It's 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 a crazy system over there. It's, it's, the train gets crowded with people like all the time. But there's, I think it's going to be a little difficult getting that train here to the United States. Um, anyway, so that's something that she's shared. And I, I pointed it out to her. I said, you know, they may be coming, but that's not, that picture isn't right. That picture is of a train in Bangladesh. All right, so what, <clears throat> what she shared this time, and I'll put this on the show notes. You can go to dimland.com and uh, click on the show notes, and you'll, you'll, you'll see the picture. I'm going to clear my throat for a second here. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, the picture is of, uh, it's up on top of a building or it's a drone or a helicopter or something taking a picture down at some, uh, an intersection. And you can see, you know, office buildings and a parking ramp. And, and in, and you just see that the sides of the street is a little corner that's being turned. It's just lined up with people, a multitude of people, as far as you can see, just little, just tons and tons of people. All gathered, and <clears throat> it says uh, it's an aerial shot of the lines at a Texas Trump rally tonight. Wow, that's what it shows. Some a few people were sharing this, and I saw it somewhere else. I saw a suggestion that that's not Texas, so I did a Google search on the photo, and I found that uh, it's not Texas. It's Cleveland, and it's not for a Trump rally. It's a celebration parade for the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, for their NBA championship in 2016. It's not Texas, not Trump. And this is the part, and this is my comment back to her, just to say, and I also put the link to uh, a news item that had this picture in it. I said, you just shared more fake news. <clears throat> I got to tell you, I love it so much when I'm able to say to her, you're sharing fake news. <laughs> I love being able to say, you're sharing fake news. 
because that's the thing that uh, that's uh, that's the deal with uh, with the Trump people is that they're all about the fake news, pointing out anything that's against Trump. It's fake news, and Trump does the same thing. So the <clears throat> the picture of this multitude lining up for a rally for uh, for Trump, uh, it's not true. It's not true, it's not true I'm telling you Cause I'm up here and you're nowhere It's not true So there And before my voice gets too <clears throat> too awful, let me go to my second break. Uh, I'm going to do a little throat maintenance. I'll be back. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return, hopefully, in better voice. I'm a paramedic, and it may sound silly, but a lot of people are afraid to call 911 when they're experiencing uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest. Instead, people risk permanent damage or death because they're afraid they might get a lecture. To learn more about heart attack warning signs, call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit us on the web at AmericanHeart.org. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on ZTalk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, <clears throat> just an update on the game. It is now tied at two. Two runs apiece. Uh, it's uh, the bottom of the 13th, so if they um, if they can get uh, the man that's on base now, if they can get him home, they can win this game. Or it can just keep going. So, anyway... <clears throat> Uh, I have another thing that's not true. I won't play the theme again, but it's not true. It's a scam that's going on uh, that, uh, well, I think you've probably heard that older folks tend to be susceptible to scams. You you would think that uh, their years of experience and wisdom would protect them from it, but actually uh, some... Uh, they get intimidated and they they, you know, they get fearful that they don't know things that maybe they do know and they allow themselves to be manipulated and they get fearful you know so they watch Fox News all day long <laughs> okay the problem okay um, this my dad who is 83 years old he um, he called me this week. And he says, uh, he says, hey, Jim. I said, yeah, Dad, what's up? He says, uh, yeah, uh, could you tell your uh, son to uh, 
stop calling me and uh, and telling me he's been in a car accident. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> and he, 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 then he chuckles and he says, nah, it's, I, just, I know it's not. And I know it's not Hayden, but uh, say, so, uh, it, it's, uh, I get this call. He says, uh, he's gotten about four of them, he says, where it's a young person on the phone on the other end calling. And they, they, they say, Grandpa, to my dad, Grandpa, I got in a car accident. You know, I broke my arm and, and, you know, I need money. See, they try to get money out of him. And hey, so, uh, so, you know, dad will, he says, I, you know, he will, uh, he'll play him a little bit. So, oh, yeah, well, which grandson are you, are, are you, or which, you know, which one of them? <laughs> uh, it's Michael. <laughs> well, I don't have a grandson named Michael. <laughs> he'll just, you know, it, it, so he, he knows. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him because he knows it's a scam. He knows that it's just somebody that's hoping to get an old person on the phone and convince them to send them money. So don't fall for it. If you're an old person and you got grandkids and they're in the age where they might be driving, don't don't fall for it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so you know, and I'm proud of my dad. And there's also the scam where uh, it's the IRS calling you and they're telling you you need to make a payment on this. You, we need to we need to get a payment from you now, uh, or we're sending the police. Well, yeah, you just you know what to tell them. Send the police and hang up because it's not the IRS. It's just a scam. So don't fall for it. Okay, don't fall for it. If you got problems with the IRS, they'll contact you by mail and they'll, they'll go through the proper channels. They're not going to call you up and threaten to send the sheriff out to get you. I have you know, we have a supervisor that works where I work, and he called me uh, one day and he said you know he had gotten one of those calls and he didn't know what to do. Uh, he hadn't sent the money or anything, but he he called me about it. He says I got this call, and I said, I said, oh, don't. I, said, I told him, don't even believe it. It's just a scam. Don't worry about it. It's just a scam. They're not going to send the police. You know, it's not the IRS. Don't worry about it. So okay, <clears throat> so don't fall for those scams. Now I was tricked once. I was tricked once with uh, um, uh, somebody p- pretending that they could, well, well uh, alleging that uh, she could read my mind. And <clears throat> she tricked me by, uh, she, what she did was, and I can't remember quite exactly how she pulled it, how she did it, but what she did, as best as my memory will allow, is uh, she had me sit down and she says, I'm going to ask you questions. And I'm going to predict your answers before I ask you the question. So what she would do is she'd write down something on a piece of paper and she'd fold it. She wouldn't show me what it was. And then she'd ask me the question. And then she'd take that piece of paper and she'd put it in a cup. And then she'd and then she'd uh, write down something else. And then she'd ask me another question. And she'd, you know, she'd fold that piece of paper up and she'd put it in a cup. And she did this, I don't know, four questions or something like that. And then, so then she, you know, says, okay. And then she took the took the piece, paper, pieces of paper. She dropped, dumped them out of the cup, and then she picked them up. And then, and then, <clears throat> she revealed the answers, and they were all correct. She got every one of them right. Um, she said uh, one of them she didn't. I said I, she said I couldn't figure out how to spell the word. She couldn't figure out how to spell it, but uh, so she drew a picture of it. Because uh, one of the words was, uh, I wanted to visit the, uh, the one of the questions was a place you want to visit or something. And I said, I want to visit the pyramids in, in Egypt. So she didn't, she couldn't figure out how to spell pyramids. So she just drew a, she drew pyramids as the answer. You know, says, that's what I was getting. I, 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 that's, I was getting that picture and I, you know, so, and all the while she's doing this, she's, you know, she's giving me the blink, 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 you know, and she was pretty, you know, she's giving me the blink, blink. And I am just saying, okay. And I was, I was flummoxed. What the hell just happened? And this was um, 99, something like that. It was before I met Amy. And I called my friend Dave. 
Dave and I, Dave had, had introduced me to the, the skeptical community and magazines and skeptical books and all that kind of stuff. He had, he had, you know, and I, so I called him and said, Dave, what is this? And he knew the answer. He knew what, what, what it was, and he, and he told me what, what she did. Now, I, I'd forgotten since then. This was a long time ago, see? I'd forgotten since then, and so I called Dave. I said, do you remember what that was? He's, he's trying to recall. He says, yeah, it has something. Uh, I don't know. If for, I, so he couldn't remember for sure. So I reached out to um, to Mark Edward, who is a uh, he's a mentalist and a magician, and uh, he's a debunker. Uh, he used to work as a psychic, uh, you know, and he started feeling guilty about it, and so now he he exposes how psychics do their tricks, and and so I you know he's a Facebook friend. And I said, you know, excuse the the interruption. And I described the 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 thing as best as I could remember. And he says that sounds like the one ahead system or one ahead method, where she now I think the way to start it, she has to write down an answer that she knows I'm going to give before. I mean, she's like it's an obvious one. Writes it down. She knows. <clears throat> I, I, she must know that, that I'm going to answer that, or she somehow maneuvers me to answer to give that answer. I'm not exactly certain how she pulled it off on this, but there are methods to this, and I'll put it on the show notes page at, at, at on, on the show notes. And what she does is when she when she's asked she asks me a question, and I give her an answer. I say pyramids of Egypt or something. So. That she's what she wrote down before I gave that. If she asked me that question, the answer is not. She didn't write the pyramids thing down. What she did was, she wrote the answer I had just given her down. So when I gave her the pyramids answer, when she goes to write down the next answer, she writes pyramids, and then she puts it in the cup. So then she mixes them. So they're in the right order when she reads them back, and then I say, "Well, she got them all right." Don't fall for that; it's a trick. I'll, there's a couple variations of it, and I'll I'll put I'll put something on the show notes at dimland.com. Go to the blog option, and you'll see it. It's it's kind of fun, but I just sat there. I just I was completely flummoxed. What the hell did she just do? I knew she wasn't psychic, or at least I was fairly certain she wasn't. Okay, so that was the one ahead method. Well, let's see. What time have I got here? I've got, okay, I've got barely enough time to do some cool, three cool things. All right, uh, the first cool thing was uh, uh, being able to consult Mark Edward. That was really cool. And when he gave me, he helped me out. So that's, you know, that's, it's cool when you reach out to somebody that you know has some skills. And, uh, you know, we're not, you know, we, we don't communicate with each other a bunch. But I just thought, I'll, I'll see if he'll give me an answer, and I sent him a message, and he did. So that's really cool. The other cool thing is that the World Series is here. It's right there on the TV. It's still going. The game is tied at uh, at two apiece, two runs apiece. It's in the top of the 14th with one out. We'll see what happens. Now, because this show is so close to Halloween, i got to spend a little bit of time talking about this number three cool thing. I blogged about it uh, this past week for Warehouse Find, the official blog of Nostalgia Zone, which is a comic book store that I work for part-time over in Minneapolis. And <clears throat> I wrote about, you, 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 you might, if you're old enough, you might remember the old horror shows on TV. Uh, in the 1950s or so, all the Universal Monster movies or most, a lot of the Universal Monster movies from the 1930s and 40s, you know, the Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, they were released to television in what was called shock theater or something like that. They were released to television, and all these shows began popping up. Local TV stations would hire an actor to play a character to introduce these movies, and a lot, some of them would be very serious about it and give you some information about the movies. Some of them would be campy and play for, for laughs and some humor and give you information about the movies. And they would, you know, they might intersplice as the, you know, in between uh, commercial breaks, you know, they would 
give you some stuff and you know all that. They, that's they would present these movies, and they weren't always the greatest films. <clears throat> and you know, one of them was uh, Vampira. She was uh, she was one of the first that did did these, and uh, she was she was in Plan Nine from Outer Space. She was in that movie. And she did these things, and she sued Elvira because Elvira came along, Mistress of the Dark. She she was doing the same thing, a lot more campy, but influenced by vampire. So, well, here in the Twin Cities, we had a Friday night creature feature show. I think it was Friday nights. It would come on at midnight and um, or at eleven o'clock, and <clears throat> it was called Horror Incorporated. Now, for most of its run, I think it came on in late 1969 and ran through mid to late 70s, something like that. And for most of its run, it didn't have a host. I guess it had a couple of hosts at some point that were very short-lived. One was called Dr. Paul Bearer, get it? And the other one was called uh, Graves. But neither of those hosts last very long. For the most part, it was just an opening and a closing that was so creepy, so cool. Um, it was just a simple set. It was, you know, black background with a coffin set um, sideways to the camera in a spotlight with fog and changing lights on it. So it would be the lights would go from harsh white to yellow to green to blue to purple and all that. <clears throat> and a voice over came on. It was a very creepy voice. And as he was talking, welcoming you to Horror Incorporated, the coffin lid would begin to open and these hands would be pushing it open. And they're almost skeletal-like hands as this, this, whatever, this vampire inside the coffin was starting to get out. And then when the show came to an end, the vampire was returning to the coffin. It's, it was so effective. In fact, it might even be uh, quite often more frightening than the actual movies. And it was a, just a great setup. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. It was it was set uh, uh, done in such a way because it was meant to creep you out. It was meant to make these movies even scarier because this is scary. We're not going to camp it up. We're going to be scary, and it was great. And I loved it. So happy Halloween! I hope you've had at least three cool things happen for you this week. <sighs> I think I've uh, almost made it through the show. I'm just waiting to hear the... Good night, ah, There she is. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, that's right. I got through an end of another show. My, my throat has held up mostly. Sorry about any coughing and whatever I might have done. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Uh, be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. And happy Halloween. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. in.
What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell. And the game is still tied at two, going into the bottom of the 14th. It ain't over until it's over.